You are now tuned in to the journey. You walk with me, I walk with you. Together we face life. Hand in hand, side by side. With Jesus, the mastermind. It takes faith, it takes a step to finish a thousand miles. But together, we're in this, and this is called the journey. What's up, everybody? Hope all is well, and welcome back to The Journey with your host, Karen Sion. We thank God for a new week. Today is July 1st, and we thank God so much for granting us a new month. Happy new month, everybody. We give God praise for letting us go through six months of the year. We are in the second half of the year, and I know things has happened. Things have happened coronavirus happened, the pandemic happened, a movement started, a lot of things went on. However, God has been faithful and we are still alive, still kicking, and life is still going on. This is the 24th episode of The Journey. is the penultimate episode because the Journey season finale will be next week, God willing. And we thank God so much for bringing us this far in our journey. Last week, we talked about the journey of the journey. We were being nostalgic and we went through the process of how the journey began and how we went through this journey, the journey together for the past 24 episodes, pretty much. And I am so grateful to God, so grateful to you all for being faithful listeners, as well as that as well as how far God has brought us. On today's episode, we were supposed to be talking about the process of singlehood, also also called building with blueprint, and my pastor was supposed to come on. However, due to some unforeseen circumstances, he could not come on. He was a bit unwell, and we could not record the episode. So, Pastor Ray, you're in our prayers. We're praying for you, and we hope that you feel better soon. Also, yesterday, which was Tuesday, you know, the episodes air every Tuesday, but yesterday was his wedding anniversary, 13 years of God's faithfulness and beauty and pure perfection in him and my sister in love's marriage. So, that's, um, let me give you some tea. <laughs> so um, my sister-in-law called me last week like, yo, we got to surprise him for our wedding anniversary. So she and I planned the whole thing. And yesterday I was pretty much like the whole week, pretty much I was running around trying to get everything ready for this surprise. And by God's grace, it ended up so well by the time we realized we couldn't put the show together. So that's why the show is coming to you today. But it was a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful moment. And my brother and and my sister in love's marriage is a marriage that I look to. I look up to so much. I have beautiful marriages around me, which tells me that I can't marry wrong. And I respect them both so much. So it had me thinking that this is why we talked about praying for my spouse. This is why we talked about saving for marriage. This is why we're talking about being single, because all of these things, their marriage is exemplary because of everything that they've learned while being married is what they're teaching us now. 
So 13 years later, they are still in love. 13 years later, they have four beautiful children. 13 years later, they are teaching other married couples to keep God first in their marriage, keep God and teaching single people how to be single, how to build our lives with a blueprint. And where does the blueprint come from? Comes from It comes from God. So that's what we're going to talk about today. Pastor had a singles retreat on Sunday, this past Sunday. We had a singles retreat and it was going to be perfect because everybody that wasn't able to make it to the singles retreat can listen to this episode and learn what we learned. But thank God, because the singles retreat was recorded, so I'm going to share what I learned And then you're going to hear portions of the singles retreat. Now, it's not going to be everything because the singles retreat was a very intimate, personal space where pastor advises us to be very open and to be very transparent with our journeys and with our stories. So because we can't give you full disclosure, we're not going to air all of the singles retreat, but I'm just going to share the things that I learned and pastor is going to share his definition of singlehood. So let's get into today's episode. But before that, if you've been tuning into the show, welcome back. And we thank you so much for sticking with us all the way through 24 episodes. God richly bless you. But if you're a first-time listener, welcome to The Journey Podcast. And let me tell you a little bit about the show. So The Journey is a Christ-based, Bible-based podcast that focuses on everything and anything that has to do with our lives in this generation, such as education, relationships, health, career choices, but most importantly, how all of these things can be better if and when we have Jesus in the center. New episodes drop weekly on Tuesdays at 3 p.m. And you can find the episodes on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and TuneIn Radio. Please and please and please again, subscribe, 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 subscribe. So you can be notified when new episodes drop. The last new episode for this season will drop, God willing, next Tuesday, which is July 7th, 2020, 7-7-2020. That is a season finale, and season two will pick up again on September 1st, 2020. So mark your calendars. The season will be ending very soon. We're going to have a hiatus. We're going to revamp and refresh and let God lead us into season two. I am so, so, so excited. Get ready for our birthday segment, Birthday Best. So this week we had a few birthdays. I want to wish Salome Ayim, also known as Nana, a happy birthday. Nana Boateng Jr., we want to wish you a happy birthday. On Saturday, my sister in love, Mrs. Diane Miss Young, also celebrated her birthday. God richly bless you. Tina, Tina Tomwa, Faustina Tomwa, one of my dearest big sisters, also celebrated her birthday. God richly, richly bless you. My sister Rhoda, Rhoda Usuansa, also celebrated her birthday. Another friend of mine from high school, Rhoda Dede, also celebrated her birthday on June 24th. Happy birthday to you guys. I will pray that God will continue to bless you and grant you all the desires of your heart. Amelia Johnson also celebrated her birthday on the 30th, which was yesterday. So God richly bless you. And today is Pastor Dan, Pastor Daniel Adakwa's birthday. So happy, happy, happy birthday to everybody. May God richly bless you and we pray for long life, good health, prosperity in Jesus' name. 
Amen. July has begun. So let us know if your birthday is in July and we're going to shout you out. Next week's episode, we're going to shout all the July borns their birthdays. So yeah. So let's get into today's episode. So today's episode is, like I said, we're just going to kind of highlight everything that I learned pretty much from the singles retreat. We were trying to have other people who were at the singles retreat on, but it was kind of a last minute thing because of, you know, like I said, unforeseen (laughs) unforeseen circumstances. So for me, the when we planned this episode, we originally called this episode, Why Wait? The Purpose of Singlehood. Because we realized that a lot of people just enter into marriage without getting to know themselves. And there was one thing that I do remember. I was going to ask Pastor this when he came onto the show. But this show will happen again. Not just the, just not this season. It will happen next season. This show will happen again with Pastor eventually. But I was going to ask him, can he explain the difference between completion and complimenting? Because I remember when I was maybe 16 and... My first love, my like my first relationship, my first love, it kind of went down the wrong way because I had a dream and in the dream it was like, for, okay, first of all, I believe in signs. I believe in dreams. Um, and I believe that God speaks to us in different ways, either through people, through dreams, audibly. He speaks to us in ways that we can understand. And at the time, I remember I had a dream and this young man we always planned, I was at the time I was 16, we always planned that once we turn 21, we're going to get married and all that stuff. But God gave me a dream telling me that he was not the one that I was going to marry. So when we finally broke up for real, for real, it broke my heart because he was like, you know, even though in the beginning it was like we're friends and he liked me, but then I ended up, I ended up liking him so much. Like I actually thought I loved him, but we, um, I remember we had a marriage seminar seminar at my church, and I remember they were talking about stuff. They were talking about husbands, wives, how love and all that stuff. And I remember just getting so emotional, and I walked outside. So I went and I sat in the hallway where we like the sitting area at church. And one of my um, one of our sisters at church, her name is Yvonne. I'll shout you out, shout you out, Yvonne. But Yvonne came out and um, she was like, Are you okay? And I was like, No, I'm not okay. I feel so sad that me and so so and so broke up, you know, this, 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 that. And she was like, But Karen, why were you in a relationship with him in the first place? Why did you like him in the first place? Like, what does he do for you that you can do for yourself? And I was like, and I made this statement and I was like, he completes me. And she said, no, that's the wrong perception. That's the wrong perception. You're not supposed to have somebody complete you. You are supposed to have someone compliment you. And I'm like, what do you mean? And she was like, complete. If someone completes you, that means that you're incomplete, that you haven't, there are certain parts of your life that are inadequate and the person is filling that up. So the person's not there, you can't function. But when the person compliments you, you are complete. You are self-satisfied. You can do things on your own. You can function on your own. However, when the person joins the picture, he compliments. You guys work well together, but he doesn't, if he's not there, you can still work well. 
And from then on till now, that is the idea that I have in my head that I don't need a man to complete me, but I need a man to compliment me. However, it it got to a point where I still entered into different relationships after that. I was in two relationships after that. Those weren't my two serious relationships that I talk about with you guys all the time. And even that, I like I shared on the self-worth episode, I did not know my worth. I did not know my values. So I would stoop down to the low expectations and the low standards that, that those young men had for me. And I would try to fit myself to their standards. However, by God's grace, three years ago, I moved to Jersey. And when I moved to Jersey, I started to learn why I'm not supposed to look for my inadequacies in other people, why I'm supposed to be a complete person. Now, I'm not saying I'm not done with singlehood. I'm not done with single. I'm still single by God's grace. I haven't, in the words of Barbara, I I have been single, single (laughs) for maybe almost a year now by God's grace. But I've been single. I haven't been in a relationship in the past three years. And I thank God so much for that because I am learning so much about myself. I'm learning that I can be very selfish if I need to be. I'm learning that I crave attention. I'm learning that I have a good heart. I'm learning I'm learning a lot of things about myself that I did not know because I was searching for things that I didn't have in other people. So now it's my job and it's my journey at this moment to fill in those inadequacies that I have so that when someone comes with those strengths, it can we can work together and be strong in those areas together. Now, in the places that I'm weak, if they're strong, hallelujah. The places that they're weak and I'm strong, hallelujah, we work well together. But that's the definition of complementing. So we're going to get into today's thing. I keep I keep saying that. <laughs> So um, when we started the the singles retreat, Pastor asked us, you know, a question. He asked us, why is it that when we are born, we start off as babies or even before we are born, when a child is conceived, they go through a gestation period. They go through a growth period for months before they are given, they are born. And even after they are born, the process of life is you start off as an infant, then you become a toddler, then you become a child, then you become a preteen, then you become a teenager, then a young adult, then an adult, then a middle-aged adult, and then an old person, and then you die. (laughs) That's life. Life has a process. And Pastor has been saying this for the longest, that don't you cannot, there is no way you can bypass the processes of life. So in this life that we're living, Every there are stages that we go through, and singlehood is also a stage. You can't bypass being a toddler to become a child from being an infant. You have to go through that phase. Likewise, in singlehood, the phase of life called singlehood, you cannot bypass that to become a married person. Because if you don't grow in that area, if you don't complete that stage in your life, when you get to the married stage, you're going to mess up because you did not fully complete. The previous stage. And right now that I'm saying that I'm even thinking about in school, you know, we go through first grade through 12th grade before we get to college. Now, first grade all the way through maybe third grade, we're learning our alphabets. We're learning how to count. We're learning how to multiply and add. So if you don't go through first through fourth grade, learning how to multiply, add, subtract, divide, how can you take geometry in high school when it's so much more complicated than 
learning how to add, subtract, and multiply and divide. So these are preliminary steps that you have to take before you get to the hard part. So I'm equating this to marriage as learning. I'm saying this based on what I have learned from past and what I have learned over the years that marriage is difficult. It's beautiful, but it takes a lot of effort and hard work and dedication and commitment. So if I cannot learn the basic preliminary steps in my singlehood, when I get to geometry or trigonometry in marriage, I'm not going to be able to do it because I did not complete the basic steps. So Pastor called the Singles Retreat Building with Blueprint. And I'm going to share my notes and share everything that I learned and then Shortly afterwards, I'm going to to let you listen to some of the things that pastor said and taught that made so much sense to me. (laughs) Some of the things that pastor shared and some of the things that pastor taught us. So you get to listen to him, but I'm going to share with you a little bit what I learned. So you're going to hear some papers flipping and I'm going to kind of like... So after that, so after I share with you what I learned, then pastor's going to come and you're going to hear pastor's teachings from the singles retreat. So like I said, pastor um, talked about the process of life and someone even asked a question. They asked that when you're planning for life and you're planning for singlehood, what's the difference? And that's where the phases of life came in. Pastor talked about the phases of life, that singlehood is a phase of life. Honestly, for me, that was the 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 highlight of it for me. And that's what I've said previously, that this is a phase that I can't skip. And if I skip this phase, my marriage will be a disaster. So this is the time that I am supposed to be praying to God to find out more about myself. What God, what are my weaknesses? God, what am I strong at? God, what qualities do I need to exhibit as a wife? God, how do how what is the plan that you have for my marriage? What is the plan that you have for my husband? How do I actively prepare myself to be a wife? You know like questions like that. And pastor was explaining that the reason why we ask God these questions is because if we're talking about a blueprint a blueprint is a plan, according to, I think Pastor said it was a Cambridge definition, but he said that the blueprint is a plan or design that explains how something is supposed to be or how something might be achieved. And who draws a blueprint? An architect, right? An architect draws the blueprint. So I, as maybe a house or I, as the project that is needed to be built, or I, me being the project that needs to be achieved. The person who creates the plan, the architect that has created the plan for my life is God. So there's no way I can build my house or there's no way I can build my life without looking to this architect for reference or looking to the blueprint that he created for reference. And Pastor made a comment on the retreat, at the retreat, he said that blueprints are for buildings. When you think of the word blueprint, you hear building. And if you see anything that was built, there was a blueprint, a house, a car, electronics, blueprints in the sense that there is a plan. There is no way you can build something without a plan. So pastor equated marriage to a building. There's a foundation, there's the side, there's the pillars, there's a roof. So in essence, because marriage is a building, there that means that there's a blueprint and the plan, there's a plan and the plan comes from God. 
So pastor also asked us a question. He asked us, what kind of husband do you want? And everybody gave their answers, which I'm not going to share because I don't have full disclosure. Um, everybody gave their answers. I didn't share mine because pretty much it was similar to everybody's. But for me, I I wrote down that I want a husband who, everybody said God-fearing, which is kind of cliche, but it's God-fearing. And for me, I define God-fearing as someone who loves God so much that he refuses to break his heart. He does not, he is afraid to break God's heart. And the husband that I want is someone who I know will love me because they love God and will try the best that he can not to hurt me for fear that he will hurt the heart of God. I want someone who is honest, who is open and communicative, somebody who will love me for me, love my love me despite my flaws, despite my weaknesses. I don't know if that's real, but it's possible. Someone who is understanding, somebody who loves family because I love family, someone who's close to his family and will be close to mine, someone who is goal-oriented, who is driven and hardworking, somebody who is self-motivated. Um, I can, and then who who kind of motivate me too, because sometimes I can be very, uh, what's the word? laid back. I think that's a nice word for lazy. <laughs> Sometimes I could be very laid back. So, you know, I feel like I also need someone to push me. But then you see, this is where we come back to singlehood because I need to be able to motivate myself so that I don't rely on someone's motivation to do what I need to do. So that's where, for me as a single person, I need to work on to be self-motivated so that he would be self-motivated so that we can move on in the journey together. I also want someone who is ministry minded, somebody, he doesn't have to be a singer. He doesn't have to be uh, a pastor. He doesn't have to be a keyboardist or whatever. I just want somebody who will not suppress my giftings, somebody who will support me in all aspects of my life. Like for the reason why I say ministry minded is, for example, that if the person does not understand what I do in God's house, they can try to suppress me. They can try to tell me that I can't do it and them being the head of my household I can I have to be submissive so someone that understands me and understands my passions and my calling is who I would need so that we can pretty much do it together but then after I was thinking about all these things I have more but I'm not gonna say more because anyway (laughs) um as I was thinking about these things these qualities that I have I have set for who it is that I want to marry. Pastor asked a question. He said, all of these qualities that you are looking for, do you have those qualities? And that's where I kind of sat back. Karen, are you understanding? Nah, I can be. Karen, are you self-motivated? No, I am not. Karen, are you, do you have communication skills? I'm not very, I'm very open and transparent about the things I want to be open and transparent about. I keep a lot of things to myself. I don't share until it's like the latest moment that I have to share. Um, Then this question to Karen, are you open and honest? I can be if I want to be. (laughs) So here are these questions that everything that I'm looking for in a husband, am I those things? So when Pastor asked those questions, he he said that all of those qualities that you're looking for, it is your singlehood that 
can help you process yourself. You process yourself through singlehood. And then he said that if you want to have a great marriage, you have to invest in your singlehood. This is the time that you, like I keep saying, I've been, I'm repeating myself, but this is the time that you get to know yourself. This is the time that you, you realize your dislikes. This is the time that you get to know what you like, get to know your weaknesses, get to know what you're strong in, get to know all the qualities that people might not like about you, all the qualities that you might not like about yourself. This is the time for me, let me say, this is the time as a single person to get to know who I am. And the like I keep saying, the best person to ask who I am is the creator because he made me. Okay, so that's pretty much what I learned. Like I said, I'm going to let you guys listen to the 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 singles retreat i'm gonna break up portions to kind of supplement everything that i learned so that you hear where i got it from this is not off the top of my head but (laughs) this is like the stuff that i learned and what i'm trying to apply to myself all the prayers i'm praying concerning my life concerning my husband and all of that um pastor made a comment said he said that so this is my takeaway before we get into the singles retreat but my takeaway from the whole thing which i shared on the sing at the singles retreat was that marriage will not should not be challenging when you utilize your singlehood this is the phase of my life that i am supposed to utilize or invest in so that my marriage will be strong and will be great. Pastor said singlehood is a phase and I learned that life was is in phases and I can't skip phases or else my life will be incomplete. So I have to complete this phase and it's not about the length of time. I can't say that I'm going to be single until I'm 25 and then I'll get married. If in my phase I'm supposed to be single till I'm 29 and my husband comes or my singleness is complete, then I'll get married. I don't, I'm not supposed to rush it. Kind of going back to, I think it was episode five. It was episode five with Deacon Ray and Lucy when we were talking about praying for my spouse. Deacon Ray made a comment. Lucy was telling us her story and Lucy was talking about how for her, she wasn't thinking about marriage. She was just trying to get her herself right with God. She was just doing her normal things. And Deacon Ray pitched in and made a comment. He said that. You have to find yourself. She found herself. God knew that she was ready to get married. She was thinking she wasn't. Mm. I'm praying for somebody hoping that, okay, one day God will reveal to me. So it doesn't even necessarily have to be that both partners have to be praying. Mm-hmm. All you have to do have in your mind that you want to live for God and pray. Because I might be, if I were, if it was the other, pay, other one way around, she could be probably praying for her husband. And I'm just living for God. God mm-hmm. will just reveal it. So God knew it was time for her to get married, although she didn't think that she was ready to get married. But God knew she was getting ready to get, she was supposed to be married at a certain point because she had completed that phase of her life without her even knowing. She was able to discover herself, discover her self-worth. She was able to live her life according to how God had wanted her to live her life before he even brought the prospect of a husband. So that is my idea of singlehood. I need to be complete in that stage. No matter how long it takes, 
no matter how long it will last for. I need to be content and satisfied in this phase and keep learning more and more and more about myself. Pastor always says, and Barbara said it a couple episodes ago, that we learn, we unlearn, and we relearn. So these are the times I need to learn about myself. I need to unlearn certain things about myself. I have to relearn certain things about myself and certain things about life, certain things about how things work. So for me, I think that's one thing because when every time I was younger, I was like, oh, I'm gonna, I want to get married between the ages of 21 and 23. Right now I'm 22 and I'm still single. I don't have anybody in the picture. I'm not, I don't have a boyfriend. I'm not looking for a boyfriend. I'm not hoping for one. If someone comes my way, I'm not ready because my idea for my life was fueled by society and how early maybe I wanted to have kids or how early I wanted to marry and have kids. And then to be honest, this is the journey and this we're being real. As you all know, I I have I'm saving myself for marriage. And I made that vow when I was 12. So I'm thinking, okay, 10 years of this, of being a virgin and then getting married, and then I can have sex. That was pretty much, that's pretty much, that's pretty much how it was. But now coming to understand that marriage is so much more than that. And Pastor even made a comment on the singles retreat. He said that whatever, whatever your goal is in marriage, once it's achieved, that's it. Your marriage is over. If you say that I'm only getting married so I could have lawful sex, once you get have sex with your husband, that's it. That was all you went into the marriage for. So what's next? If you're going into marriage because you want kids, once you have a baby or two or three, that's it. You're done with the marriage because you've achieved your goal. So now it's the question that we have to ask ourselves as single people that are listening. Me too, I'm asking myself this question that why do I want to get married? And honestly, I can't answer that question. I don't know why I want to get married. I don't have a valid answer. And that is the answer I need to be able to answer or I need to have in this process, in my process of singlehood, that is the answer that I need to get. So like I said, I want to, like Pastor said, if you want to, if you're getting married for sex, once you and your husband have an argument, or once you and your wife have an argument, that's the first thing that stops. So then what's the point? So for me, that was pretty much my goal. My goal was like, you know, I want to be young and able, marry, want have, I want to have a husband by age 23, then my first child by 25, second child by 27, third child by 29, and then I'll get my body right. That was my 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 whole thing when I was a teenager. But it's 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 not always gonna it's not gonna be like that. Right now I'm 22 and I haven't even begun. I haven't even begun. How do you say that? Begun or begin? Someone correct me. But I haven't even started the process of finding myself, of my self-worth, of being single, like fully, fully, fully single with God. So it's not about how long it takes. It's not about the age. When God says it's time, it will be time. When God tells you that this is the person that he wants you to marry, whatever time it is. Like, I think the only person I keep thinking about is Lucy. Lucy was younger. She didn't think she was ready. But when God said she was ready, she was ready. And by God's grace, they're flourishing. Same thing. If when God tells me I'm ready, even if I'm 35 and I'm not ready, that is fine. And I'm saying that now. We'll see as I get older. <laughs> God, no. What's 
<laughs> no, when we'll see, we'll see as I get older. But I think that's that's pretty much my my thing right now. I just want God's will to be done, and in this phase of my life, I want to be able to complete this phase so that I can get to the next phase, which is being single, then being a wife, then being a mom. So however long that's going to take, it's okay. And that's up to God. So that was my takeaway. That was a very long takeaway, but I'm going to let you listen to the singles retreat. So there it is. Take a listen. If you look at Beth, huh? if we look at Beth, when a child, uh, when I say, okay, let me use the another word. When you, when you look at conception or uh, reproduction, let me say reproduction. If you look at reproduction, we have a whole lot of process for reproduction, okay? There is conception, right? Conception, right? Babies conceived for a period of time. Mm -hmm. What is the purpose of that period of time? That period of time is for growth process. Mm -hmm. Growth what? Process. When a child is born, they are called infants, right? Mm -hmm. They also have another growth process they go through. They become toddlers. What is the next stage? Oh, I would say like baby, toddler, mm -hmm. then kid. Then I would say like preteen, then teen, then young uh -huh. adult, then adulthood the middle adult, then, you know, like, like your older age. Amen. Amen. Have you ever asked yourself why all these processes? For growth. For, again, for what? For growth? growth? I was thinking for protection. For protections? Yes. For, for, for learning. For learning. Yes, who else? Relationship is not for children. Mm. Marriage is not for kids. Mm. Marriage is not for ignorant people. Mm. Marriage is for a person who has been processed throughout the stages of growth to mm. <laughs> have witnesses here. Yes. Amen. Amen. When you are born into a home, Amen. your parents are to process you with their proving experience of life. So that you become responsible for your life, your life. And when you are complete in being responsible for yourself, then you can bring somebody else on board. Do I have witnesses here? Yeah. And so build with blueprint simply means that you and I are going to the one that created marriage and ask him, what is the process for singlehood people, 
of for singlehood. Yeah, I won't add people. For singlehood, because there's a reason for singlehood. There's a reason why we are born children and later we go to the process to become adults. Why don't, you know, if we're going to go to the, why don't God let us be born as adults already? Amen. Amen. Build with blueprint. When you hear blueprint, what comes to mind? Yes, Karen. Um, a plan. Somebody said a plan. Wow, I like that. Yes, who else? Yes, Kay? A thought out design. Like uh, a, a design, design that's thought out. Yeah. A thought out design, meaning that it wasn't oh. just designed. Right. But there's a purpose to that design. I like that. Thank you. Yes, who else? Yes, Leo. Yeah, I think of like just directions. Directions? Great. Yes, Bob. I was thinking foundation. Foundation. Amen. Amen. Great ideas. Amen. Amen. Introduction. The first thing that comes to mind when you hear of a blueprint is building. A lot of times you hear of what? Building. Building. Or to build something. Tonight, I want you to understand that anything that has been built was built with a blueprint. Anything at all that you can think of. Right. Remember, that relationship or marriage is a building. So if you don't have blueprint, forget it. Amen? Amen. From buildings, automobiles, roads, bridges, designing countries, government, businesses, home appliance, appliances, electronics, electronics, the phone that you use every day, they all have blueprint. You see, we, we just go to the store, we buy, and, and we just bring it. Do you know that even this juice, the bottle, this, this juice bottle, uh, kadim, 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 grape juice. They say it's kosher. 100% pure. Whatever they, 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 the bottle, the bottle was what? The bottle has what? Blueprint. Even this, this, this design. Look, everything on the surface of this F huh, is built with what? Blueprint. Blueprint. Where did they get the idea from? From God. Initiatives are all constructed with what? Blueprint. Tell me what is build without blueprint. Tell me. Who can tell me? Hmm? Oh, come on. Talk to me, guys. We, we are single people, so we're supposed to be very sharp, not the married people. The married people, they are confused. <laughs> <laughs> talk to me. Talk to me. Talk to me. Talk to me. Nothing. Nothing is. Nothing. So why are you trying to be married? Why are you trying to get yourself in a relationship where you don't have a blueprint? You don't have understanding to your singlehood. You don't know why we have to be single before we have to be married. We say marriage 
is from who? God. God. Singlehood is from who? God. God. Because, listen, um, theologians believe that Adam lived in the garden some years before God made the woman for him. And they lived in the garden some years before they fell. Amen. Amen. I can believe that. You know why I can believe that? Because I was single for some time before God gave me a woman. And so I can simply believe that. Even though God created Adam as an, as an, an adult, but he wasn't a full-grown adult. He was a baby adult. How many of us believe that? <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. There are so many grown men and women who are baby adults. They are babies. The way they speak, the way they behave, their attitude, their character, and sometimes you ask yourself, oh my goodness, I don't have kids yet, but I have a first one. Whether it's the man or the woman, it's a lot. And that is why Kofi kept saying that he's looking for a wise woman. You know, one of the definitions for him, when he talks about a wise woman, he's looking for a mature woman. <laughs> Somebody who can stand and make essential wise decisions. Oh, that's not true, Kofi. That's true. Are we here? So now you realize that in our society, something has switched. The thing that has switched is what we want to what? put it right. So that you and I will be able to be satisfied by the word of God. Is that okay? Marriage is a great thing. Look, I encourage young men and young women to be married. I got married when I was 28. My wife, no, no, before I turned 28. My wife was like, what, maybe 25? Right, Karen? Uh-huh. <laughs> she, she said 25 three days right we got married right so tuesday is our 13th wedding anniversary That's... this 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 tuesday and we are still kicking we still fight amen mm -hmm. we don't insult each other but we get upset with each other you know, one time my sister was saying that I have been with you guys for years and I've, I've never seen you guys fight. I said, oh, we fight a lot. When we get out of the bedroom, hey, baby. Get in. Get in. What were you talking about? You know, hey, darling. You know, and then we settle our, our issue in the bedroom, not what, in the living room. So we're going to learn a lot of stuff. You say a plan, say blueprint is what? I love the Cambridge Dictionary, its definition it says a plan or design that explains what? How something might be achieved. The second definition says a complete plan that explains how to do or to develop something. And if I may ask you, what plan or what design do you have that explains how you ought to be married or how you should marry or how you should live your singlehood? What plan do you have? Do you see where we make the mistake? 
We don't have any plan. Hmm? And so you see the woman married the man and he's looking, he's looking onto the man for plan, right? The man too, if he's not matured in the Lord too, will be looking for the plan from the woman. And so you realize that we get into marriage with no plan. Yes, Leo. Yeah, Pastor, what's the difference between the plan I have for my singleness and the plan I have for my life? Oh, it's very, very simple. The singlehood and the plan for your life. Mm -hmm. It's not two different things. One leads to the other. One what leads to the other, but they are the same. Singlehood and plan for your life is like a phase of life. I said this word. It's a phase. It's a phase, a phase of life. Okay. We said that um, we relate blueprint to building. Huh? Even in a, in, in, in a building plan, we have uh, foundation, elevation, we have uh, front elevation, side elevation, and uh, what, what, what is the other one? There are, there are some elevations that shows different phase of the building or the construction. Um, no, I won't say construction, of the project. I'm trying to get something to give us an example. I can only use my boxing gloves. You see this? Uh, yeah. You see this? Mm -hmm. What do you think you are looking at right now? The front elevation. Yeah, gloves. Somebody said gloves. Somebody said front elevation. Who else? Talk to me. Boxing gloves. <clears throat> boxing gloves. Boxing gloves. Okay. So the boxing glove will be the life. Your life on earth. But you see, the boxing gloves has um, different... Uh, I'll use the word elevation since we are talking about blueprint. So this, is the, this can be the front. Look at the back. You mm -hmm. see it? And this is the side. Mm -hmm. Amen. Amen. The front, the back, the sides, mm, the top, and the bottom, the bottom makes it what? Boxing gloves. Are we here? Yes. And so the, the whole boxing glove will be what? My life on earth. Are we here? Yes. But then my life on earth have, has eight faces. Phase one, phase two, phase three, phase four, phase five, fa phase what? Six. And all these phases makes it what? My life. I don't know if you understand what I just said. Do we see it? And so if I only, if I only develop this side, my life is incomplete because I, I, I'm living out what? This side, the sides, the top and the bottom. 
See, the issue we have in life is that we get focused on just one side that we are comfortable with and we neglect what? The back. The side. The top. And the bottom. You see, you, you don't have to just grow just in knowledge. No. Growing just in knowledge without understanding is better that you didn't even acquire the knowledge. And the purpose of acquiring knowledge and understanding is to be able to interpret it or apply. And the application level is what we call wisdom or wise. I'll use the word wisdom. The application part is what? What we call wisdom because wisdom, hmm? wisdom is just being able to apply the knowledge you've acquired and its understanding. Wisdom is just one, two, when not two. And that is why when Solomon had sacrificed unto God and God asked him, Solomon, what do you want me to do for you? He said, give me wisdom that I'll be able to differentiate between what is right and what is wrong. Knowledge alone cannot do that. Is that okay? Yeah. Sister Leo, have I answered your question? Yes, thank you. And so listen to this. We said that a plan or design that explains how something might be achieved. A complete plan, the word is what? A complete word. Yeah. A complete word. Yeah. Not part of a plan. A complete word. Yeah. And that's why the word of God said that for lack of knowledge, my people because we don't seek complete what plan for our lives we live in a world where the idea is that oh go to school go to college get a career when you get out of school the american dream get married buy a home buy a car mm? then have children mm? Let me ask you a question. After you do all this, then what's next? When you are single, there's a lot to learn. There's a lot to, to learn. But today, we don't want to go through the process. Everybody thinks that, you know, I'm fine. I'm of age. Because America says when you are 18, you're good to go. But 18, what do you know? Oh, 21, you can leave the house. Where are you going? Do I have witnesses here? And so, when you are single, that is the time you need to equip yourself with what? Knowledge, because you are in a process of growth. You are in a process of what? Growth. Amen. And so I plan that explains how to do or develop something. But I believe that blueprints are the creative ideas that the Lord places in the heart of mankind. How many of us believe that? It is God's wisdom that he places in people's heart to be able to design a plan you see, there's a blueprint for this. How many of us believe that? This is a remote. How many of us believe that? 
There's a blueprint for everything we said earlier on. Yeah. I define blueprint as a spiritual existence of a thing yet not seen in the physical. Any question? Yes, Bob. So um, how do you know when um, you are complete in your singleness? Like, what does that look like? Oh, when you are complete, he will bring you your husband. So that's when, you, that's when it's complete? Yes, ma'am. Okay. But then you begin another phase of life. Mm. The marriage is you putting into practice all the things, the knowledge, the experience, the information that you gathered when you were single into practice. The reason why people crash is because they never made good use of their singlehood. And so when they get married, it becomes challenging for them. But marriage should not be challenging if you utilize your singlehood very well. Are we here? Mm -hmm. So I don't want you to rush into any relationship. Let me make this bold and strong statement here. If your idea into marriage or relationship is sex, the first thing that stops or ceases in a troubled relationship is sex. <laughs> and so if that is your motivation to be in a relationship, when there's trouble in that relationship, that thing ceases. And when it ceases, you come back to your singlehood. So why not contain yourself and wait? For Jehovah God and enjoy yourself the rest of your life than rushing into something that will not take you anywhere but in trouble. Marriage is a good thing, marriage is a great thing, marriage is an amazing thing. Look, it was initiated by God, so it is good because the Bible said that everything that God made was good. God never intended marriage to be troubling for man. It was never his idea. But the problem is that we love to skip process. But I want you to understand that you can never bypass the process of life and be successful. Never. I hope you enjoyed the small snippet of the singles retreat. Like I said, this episode will be aired once again. We're going to have this episode again with Pastor when season two begins. We're going to do this episode again. There were a couple of episodes that we planned for season one that did not happen. They will happen in season two by God's grace. So here's the end of episode 24 of the journey podcast. And we just want to say thank you all so much once again for sticking with us through 24 episodes. If this is the first time you're listening to the Journey Podcast, go all the way back to episode one, the trailer, and listen. Or just wait, do that during the hiatus so that by the time we get to season two, you're all caught up. But we are so grateful to God. Like we cannot express our gratitude enough for all the many things that God has done for us in 
beginning the podcast and going through the podcast. And that's this the way everything has come to its end now, or the way season one has come to its, it's coming to its end now made me realize that yes, indeed God's hand is in this and it's just, I'm so grateful. But just to update you guys that next week's episode is the season finale and we will be having all the couples from praying for my spouse. They're going to come on to share how it was coming onto the show and talking about how they pray for their spouse along with pastor. And we are going to have that last conversation pretty much as always the praying for my spouse bonus edition. We'll be talking about the same things we talked about, both from pastor's perspective. And we're also going to talk about how they felt when pastor explained these things to them. So I'm really excited for that. I really, 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 really can't wait. Really excited. And that is going to be the season finale of the Journey Podcast. That will be episode 25. And the season will end. It's sad, but it's great too because we have a lot of things planned out for season two and the hiatus. We're trying out a lot of things, trying to figure out a lot of new stuff, and we know that God is going to take us far. So we thank God for everything. So, so, so happy. Like I'm really speechless. I have no idea what to say, what to think. But thank you so much for listening to today's episode of The Journey Podcast. We hope you enjoyed it. If you love our show and want to know more, please check out our Instagram page at the journey underscore podcast. Follow us, send us a DM, and let's be interactive. If you don't have Instagram, but you have Facebook, check out our page, The Journey Podcast with Karen Sion. And like our page, follow us, subscribe, and let's get interactive on there as well. Send us an email at tjpodcast2020 at gmail.com. And we'll be having more social media sites very, very soon. Before we wrap up, um, just wanted to once again just shed some light. The We used to talk about the pandemic a lot, but we stopped because it's... You know, I won't say it's died down, but things were opening up again. I just want you guys to stay safe because we heard about, my pastor was telling me, there's this woman who stayed safe all throughout the three months of the pandemic. Once their stay got opened up, they went out for dinner and all her friends and her caught the virus. So guys, just stay safe. Don't rush to do what we used to do, going to the beaches, hanging out and all that stuff. Just even if you're going to hang out with your friends, be safe, guys, be safe no more than 10 people because the virus is still out there. And apparently we're hearing that a second phase will be coming soon. Guys, just remember that nothing is going to return to normal. There's nothing. We're never going to return to normal. This is our new normal. So guys, stay safe, stay home. Once again, we had the journey. We just want to continue to applaud and salute our healthcare workers, our frontliners, those who are, even the backliners, those who are doctors, nurses, LPNs, RNs, social workers, those who are working retail jobs, making sure that supermarkets and stores are open for us to shop, those who are delivery drivers, Uber drivers, who when we want something to eat, even though we can't go to the restaurant to eat or something like that, they drive and bring our food to us. Everybody who is essential, the police force, the fire department, everybody who's essential in this pandemic, we just want to say God bless you guys. 
You guys are risking your lives, your health, and the health of your family by continuing to work to help those who've been affected by this pandemic. God bless you all, and may God continue to strengthen you. And we pray that because you are sacrificing your needs to care and help others, we pray that the Lord will continue to protect you. Remember, the fastest runner doesn't always win the race. The strongest warrior doesn't always win the battle. The wise sometimes go hungry and the skillful are not necessarily wealthy. Those who are educated don't always lead successful lives. It's all decided by God through times and seasons. I love you all. God bless you all. Enjoy your week and have a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful week. And this weekend is actually July 4th. So happy barbecuing, socially distancing. (laughs) Have a wonderful week, guys. This is called a journey.